Mood.tv Well, 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 everybody. Have we got a treat for you. We have the Kyle Mocha from Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up, which you've heard us tout for years now. Years. Years. We have him Man. here in the I'm, house. I'm here. Hi. He's he's right here. I'm I'm right next to you guys. He's right here. If I could throw if I could take off my underwear and put them on your face right now, I would. Like as a you know, like like a rock star style. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Not in like a weird way. And like a rock star <laughs> fan, I would keep them there the whole yeah, show. Yes. That's the that's the rock star <laughs> promise. Yes. That's what all all my potential fans tell me in my head at least. <laughs> All my potential fans. I like that. Yeah. I like to view everybody that I talk to as a potential fan. That's I, I've been on I've been on Bumble and talking to girls on like Bumble and the fucking like what's the other one? Tinder or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, and I just wind up promoting myself on there. So it's uh that's how I'm building my fan base is one, one not getting a lot of dates, but I'm getting yeah. a lot of new fans for the <laughs> listeners for the show. Exactly. He's getting one a lot of potential fans. A yeah, a lot of potential fans, not many potential dates. Yeah. I was in an Uber one time and they were driving us back and they totally pitched us and like, well, I'm a comedian and I got my stand-up CD here in the car. Also, I could sell you uh, tickets to <laughs> blah, blah, blah this weekend. And I'm like, all right, bro. Always be closing, man. Always be closing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a good telemarketer. Uh, yeah. Like our, la- our last episode. Oh, well, dude. a couple episodes ago now, probably. But you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We've got Kyle Mocha in the house for a very special evening of the mic. And we got, of course... EJ5000. That was me saying that stuff before, and I'm going to keep saying stuff. Hello. Yeah, you know him. That's how podcasts work. You just say stuff, and then you say more stuff. That's it. There's no visual aspect. And then other people say stuff, like that, the Gregor Man. Oh, That's the Gregor Man. <laughs> oh, self-intro. Nice. You eased in like a gentleman. <laughs> you eased it in. in there. You eased it in, and I didn't even know. I didn't even know how how, how easy... It was. Well, sometimes you can be on easy street. Uh, well, first of all, I'm kind of peaked. My interest is a little peaked, Kyle. Okay. Because you mentioned Bumble and Tinder. So before we actually get into the question, I am curious about what that scene is like in the current state of America. I'm just fascinated about what dating is like right now. In Okay, in regular America, before all of this uh, shutdown and everything happened... Um, For future sake, corona, because you are all going to forget about yeah. this in about one week. Yeah, none of us will know. Yeah. Yes, the corona situation <laughs> yeah. that we once had to deal with. Um, it's, it's much different now. There are way more people on there. Um, specifically, I'm, I'm huh. looking for women, so there's way more women, at least. I don't know how the men are doing. I'm assuming... There were already a lot of men there. They're doing fine. They're doing all right. If I'm doing okay right now promoting my show via Bumble, they're doing all right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, Bumble is a cool one. Uh, If you've never heard, it's it's the app that you can match, but then the girl has to send the first uh, connection to you. Ah, very nice. So they have to be the one that that puts out that olive branch, and, and then finally you can talk after they accept it, and they've got like a limited amount of time to accept it. But people have been way more... Um, I'm going to say their standards are lower, just judging off of what I usually get as far as attention goes. <laughs> I see. Interesting. So now. Um, and then uh, and then, and then on Tinder, Tinder did a great thing, which they have a thing called Tinder Passport where you can you basically just go anywhere in the world, just change your, like, drop a pin anywhere, and you can just start trying to match with people that are in 
literally the first place I moved to was was Wuhan, China. I thought maybe there were going to be a bunch of people <laughs> hanging out <laughs> in Wuhan. Yeah, and people are available. A lot, of, a lot of Chinese people, not a lot of world travelers over there. Um, but uh, I thought that that was going to be a hot spot. But then I moved to Dublin, and I well, it was my, a hot spot of sorts. It's some kind of a hot spot for sure. Yeah. But yeah, then I was like, I'm, I'm fat. Hey man, they're past this. <laughs> I'm fat and drunk half the time. Might as well go to Dublin and see if I can, you know, scrounge up some Dublin late Dub, Dublin ladies. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! This is amazing. So you're kind of like thinking about you're taking a step back from yourself and going, where in the world? Would I be attractive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who would think of me? Who will look at me? Based off complete stereotypes yeah. of these people's who, race and door. the thick sweaters <laughs> and the Irish yeah. hats and then Who's the beard and the beer in hand at all times. Uh, but I would uh, clean up apparently in Ireland. I'm matching with way more people in Ireland than than anywhere I've ever uh, moved it around to. Uh, the least amount is definitely L.A. Nobody gives a shit about. They go, oh, is oh, that sure. Seth Rogen for a half second? And they're like, nah, it's not. Uh, nah. Right. <laughs> nah, it's just some other fat guy. Have you, so have you actually had a dating experience, though? Like, has it gone beyond? I Yeah, um, I've had uh, one, like, uh, hangout off of, like, Bumble where we just kind of, like, just chilled and got, like, an introductory thing. I did, I matched with somebody I know on uh, Bumble and Tinder. Like, we matched on both and then. Neither of us really messaged each other because it was kind of awkward, I guess. And then and then I went, sure. hey, so obviously we might be into each other. So we've hung out a couple of times there. Um, but really, it's it's for me, it's more just out of boredom, really. Just like I like looking at pretty faces and, and ugly ones. So it's a good way to pass the time nowadays. And this is in-person hanging. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. You've not had any virtual sexual encounter. Not any virtual or literal sexual encounter off of that. Oh, last <laughs> summer I had a sexual encounter off of that. I'll give you that. I, I had one sexual encounter right after my breakup. I was going, you know, just ham on everything. And I was just like, yeah, let's see. And, and one of them pull, uh, pulled through. Not a COVID. That wasn't a COVID. Not one. a COVID one. Oh, no, 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 no. That was actually just bonus information. Yes, that's just bonus information. Yeah, the, the idea of the idea of during Corona, everyone's just like, yeah, it's really cool to talk right now, but nobody wants to meet up in person. You know, they, they've pretty much outlawed butt play if you don't know the person already. So what's the point? You know, I, gotta... I saw that. I got bummed. No rim jobs. No rim jobs, unless they've already been jobbing your rim. You know, if they've been jobbing your rim. Yeah, I saw that post. It kind of cracked me up. I was I, I thought someone was fucking with me, but it was like actually from the government. I was like, wow, Very dangerous. don't eat ass that you don't don't eat strange ass right now. Finally, the government is coming in line with what I've been thinking all along. It turns out. Yeah, apparently. I thought you were pro rim job. You're kidding. That's a, that's, that's like a your joke. That's, a, that's your bread and butter is the rim and the job. That all must be a joke with how many times <laughs> I've talked about how much I do not eat ass. You did that whole hand jive grease medley, but it was all about how you like to put tongues in the rim. I was like up, up, down, down, all around, Konami code, get the brown, up your nose. You loved it. This is getting us close to the question tonight on Ooh. Let Me Ask You a Question, the podcast. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here's the question. Are you Ready. Ready. What is your favorite Broadway musical and why? <laughs> Speaking of eating ass. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, whose first ass eating experience wasn't backstage at a play? You know, you're just like, oh, my, my cues in 30 seconds. And you're like, I got time. I, got <laughs> I think I touched Greg's testicles backstage accidentally. You what? I, I touched his testicles backstage accidentally because he was he was messing around and I wanted to probably punch him there but i think it, i think i slid under the shorts accidentally 
I have a, I'm a little scarred from that experience because I, I don't think it went well. <laughs> Wait, whose nuts were these? Greg, the co-host of Let Me Ask You a Question, the podcast. What? Wait, I don't remember that. That's good. I'm glad you blocked it out. I feel like I was Wait, trying what, to... Was this like Godspell or, or Footloose or something? Yeah, it was, it was either Footloose or Godspell. So for the listeners, we all were in high school together. This is a big high school reunion here of sorts. Yeah. And we were in musicals <laughs> together. And I feel like... Because we were trying to get each other all the time. Like, you ripped my pants off. I ripped your shirt off. And I think I was trying to tap you out, but I think I missed and slid and hit some skin. I'm glad you were scarred from this. I don't even remember it. Yeah. Well, I was scarred because you were so not pleased. I bet if you were pleased, I'd be less scarred. Yeah, you wouldn't remember it. You you, you only remember the bad hand-up-somebody's-pants situations in your life. The, the was good like, you ones. can give me a backhand slap there all day. Yeah. The second you graze them with a little tickle. It was a little graze. I'm, I'm happy, you know, you don't remember because I remember it not going over well in the moment. <laughs> That's great. I, don't, I can't imagine that I would have taken it that poorly, but I guess I did. Well, no, you weren't like a real sourpuss, but you weren't had the happiest. <laughs> you weren't you weren't stoked on it, but yeah, you, know. you didn't run down the hallways proclaiming what happened. But you know, you were not. You know, you didn't like it, you didn't dislike it, but it, it didn't go over great. There was at least a look, you know, there was at least a side side glance at you, probably. Yes. And this goes back to uh, last episode or two episodes ago. I mean, sticking the hand up that shorts, you're going to hit ball on Greg. He's, Greg's They're hanging low. Low-hanging fruits. That's right. Low-hanging fruits. I mean, that's the definition of low-hanging fruits. <laughs> he puts the man in mangoes. <laughs> I, I, have, I have, not to get further into this off-topic subject, but I have this vivid memory in high school of... Greg talking, we were probably like the lunch table, like us and Brian or whoever playing like table bitch or whatever games we were playing back in the day to get someone else to clean up our fucking mess. And you were talking about snowboarding and how sometimes when you're going down the hill, there's just like a <laughs> flappy flap in between your legs. And I just remember going, what the fuck is flapping between your legs that well? Like, Jesus, good, good on you, bro. Good on you. Uh, good old. It two- was it was the painful one, not the fun one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As we have all learned. Meanwhile, his twigs and berries look like a wire rhymer sleeping in a giant beanbag. <laughs> well, who would like to talk about their Broadway musical love? Broadway Let's musical not love. Devolve too far here. All right, so we're, we're we're talking about our favorite and why. That's the question. What our favorite Broadway yeah, your musical favorite is? Broadway musical and why? I would say. Um, that of all times, probably my favorite. It would it would have to be a toss up between West Side Story and Bye Bye Birdie. I like the the more classics like that. I love this. You're di- you're digging deep. Yeah, I. Those are two that not only did I grow up watching people perform. Like my brother Kurt was in like the East Stroudsburg production of Bye Bye Birdie when he was 14. So I was four or five. So it's yeah. the first thing I ever remember seeing. So that definitely holds like a place but it's probably bye bye birdie more so because of Anne margaret in the movie because Anne margaret is very sexy oh my god she is like even at like 65 she was like susan sarandon level hot she was just unbelievable hot so i gotta give it to that and then west side story really more for the music and you can take you know you can, if you take an old story like romeo and juliet and, and you redo it i'm usually a fan like 10 things i hate about you is one of my favorite teen movies and that's just a retelling of taming of the shrew yeah right and uh easy a is whatever that uh what, what was that scarlet letter you know it's like the, anytime you take an old story and revamp it i'm like you found a shortcut and i like that shortcut uh so yeah i would say music wise it's definitely west side story but as an overall production just for the place that it has in my heart and my mem- my memory is definitely bye bye. Now tell me about your experience with Anne Margaret. 
<laughs> oh, and see, okay, so Anne Margaret, when I was, oh god, this this is the this is the fun part. When I was about like 10, 12 years old, this this uh, mini series came out. Um, I forget what, who released it, but it was called The Tenth Kingdom. I don't know if anybody had ever seen that, and it was just no. Okay, I'm so not. it's um, oh, what's it, Larroquette? What's it? What's the John, John Larroquette? John Larroquette plays this like father of this like he's like some schlup working in New York, and his daughter basically does like a through the looking glass and goes to this magical world, and then he winds up getting sucked into it too. So it's just angry <laughs> old John Larroquette like in in a fantasy world, but it's right. a world of the Ten Kingdoms, and they're all populated by characters from the Grim Fairy Tales. And the whole idea is that the Grimm brothers went to there, came back with these stories, and became our fairy tales. But it, it's it's very layered, and and Cinderella is like seventy or no, she's supposed to be like a thousand years old or something. And they got Anne Margaret to play her, and she is this is again like ninety seven, ninety eight, and there is just a I don't know how much she needs a push up bra at that point, but she is like full bustier, like up there, and she is a solid sixty, sixty five years old. And that I remember being one of the earliest boners I ever got, and I was just like, "This is gonna really be redheads, big tits, and old women are just going to do it for me." Apparently, for the rest of my life. Is that a through line in your life? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, red hair and big breasts are definitely a through line through and through with uh, with most uh, of my experiences. Uh, that's generally who I'm swiping right on on Tinder. Hence, why I went to. To Dublin, you know, to Dublin. Instead of uh, promoting your podcast on this episode, I say we drop your Tinder profile and... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> One will lead you to the other no matter what we do. Not the age, though. Not the age, usually. Uh, but the age thing, no. The age thing, no. That's not uh, translate. Actually, the other day I was talking to my buddy and he was like, what's the oldest uh, like uh, you've ever like hooked up with? And I'm sitting there and I went, I think I'm older than anybody like at my age right now at 33 i don't think i've ever hooked up with anybody over 33 and he's like you're a fucking creep i'm like they were all 20 and over i just i think i i I hooked up with like 25 year olds when i was 18 and then i've just stayed at 25 and now i've surpassed them but i still sit (laughs) in that naive enough (laughs) category Best thing about high school, girl. High school is that a quote? Okay, I'm gonna have to edit that correctly. <laughs> you can't just edit when you fail at a joke. Best thing about high school girls is you get older, but they stay the same. Yeah, there you go. I yeah. get older, they stay the same age. Yeah, days are confused. You know, it's not usual that I talk to anybody in the world, and they say that one of their first childhood crushes is Anne Margaret at 60 years old, or or at 12, uh, 20 years old, either either one. But but I mean, she was goddamn gorgeous. Oh yeah. But oh. I mean, but what you should do is lead with that. I think on Tinder and <laughs> <Yeah>. Bumble. <laughs> I think it'll be very disarming yeah. if you say loves Anne Margaret, you know? <laughs> no, because the 25-year-old girls are going to be like, who's Anne Margaret? Oh. Yeah, you're probably right. But it's, think it, I think it's so, it's so classy. I, like, There's something like really nice about you loving Anne Margaret. Or if you do want to go after some older women, then they that might be the way in, too. That's true. I got to change my age from like 50 to 70, what I'm looking for, you know? I got to get out of the 20 to 40 range. And go fifty to seven, just bump it up a couple decades. Those women will love that I love. Actually, yeah. most of them. I probably have to go sixty to eighty for you Anne say, Margaret. Let's don't like, don't like Anne Margaret. Don't DM. Yeah, I, I think that's all you need. Yeah. All right, fellas. Any favorite musicals? How, I mean, favorite how? Like, does it have to be like I love it, or can it be like other things? Like, it's your personal favorite, the one you hate the least. 
Yeah, I'm with you, Gregor, man, because like I have I have several that are favorite. Because I'm gonna name. I've been to lots of places. Mr. That's Broadway. I love this. We got we got Mr. Broadway here. I'm fancy. I'm so fa- actually. So I went to college in New York, and my college like that was part of the student getting to know program, whatever they call that. The like, like your introductory to to the city. Yeah, like your freshman hello thing. They gave us tickets to Broadway plays like... Orientation. Orientation. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, so I got to see a ton of plays in New York, which is awesome because I'm spoiled. But So I got to experience a lot of different types of things, even though I was also lucky enough. We went to high school about two and a half hours from New York, so we got to go see Broadway plays when we participated in the plays or for field trips and stuff. So like one of my favorite Broadway plays was... I have, I've again a few. I went and saw Phantom of the Opera, I believe with uh, the play when I was in like eighth grade or seventh grade. I don't remember. Oh, wow. I've never seen it. And so that was an amazing show because it's an amazing show. The sets are incredible and a lot of really cool set stuff. The music's classic, of course, but my mom was there and there's like a moment where, spoiler alert, if you're going to see Phantom of the Opera in the next never, um, there's like a, 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 a cop will come during one of the parts to shoot a gun at the Phantom, but he's standing in the audience and then when he shoots, the chandelier that's above like the entire floor drops so it looks like it's gonna fall on on you oh which is super cool you know it's really it's a really kind of fun show like that and so my mom will bring that up every once in a while and so that's always cool to be like oh yeah me and my mom we saw that show so that was really cool um (laughs) we've just received an email from the lloyd weber estate saying to never mention the plot again (laughs) lloyd's gonna be pissed bro you gave away the first act yeah i know right (laughs) Uh, another favorite one of mine was, it's uh, not quite Broadway, but Anthony was touring in the Adams Family oh. uh, doing the national show, and I got to see it at the Kennedy Center in D.C., and that's whenever I brought my kid to meet Anthony and his parents for the first time, and so my kid was, I think, four, maybe five years old at the time. First play he's ever seen, and we're getting to go on the stage of the Kennedy Center and get shown around the backstage, and Anthony did 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 some do, do justice. We got to stand on that stage and look out, and uh, hell yeah, because I mean Anthony's talented AF, and we we overlook that on our show. We usually just bust his chops, <laughs> but that was really special to me, and it was a great show too. Really, again, some really neat effects, fun fun silly show. Then uh, I saw Slava Snow Show, which was another crazy off Broadway show. I saw that too. Yeah, kind of neat and surreal, based off of uh, Waiting for Godot. Oh, okay. I was saying, never heard of that. Very before. strange. It's, uh, it's by, clowns. By clowns. It's like a clown. All show. clowns. All Eastern European clowns. No speaking. So, so that was pretty uh, influential on my young artist brain. And uh, two more. I'm sorry, folks. Are you? You made a list. I made a list. I, a show called. I, I got. I went in your notebook last night while you were sleeping. I saw what the question was going to be. <laughs> Uh, De La Guarda was a show that was again off Broadway, kind of where I think it was the same theater that uh, Slava Snow Show was, and it was a surreal show where you walk into a cement room. There's a ceiling. They turn out the lights and they drip paint on the ceiling. The ceiling's paper, and then they rip the ceiling away, and everybody's on ropes flying all around you for the entire show. Oh shit! There's like a naked guy, and he picks people up, and there's raining on everybody. Yep. Oh, it was kind of cool. <laughs> and then. Uh, I guess my my most traditional one, like the one play that really got me into plays, I think, post-seeing Phantom was Rent. I really liked Rent when I was a kid, even though now it's almost a cliche to like that show. Uh, But that was a big show for me, and I thought the music was really cool. It was the first time I had seen a Broadway show that wasn't that Broadway style. Yeah. Because everything was over the top, and that was like a very different show, which again, now it's like there's been so many shows that have 
that make that seem like a Broadway show. But our age group, though, was like the prime oh, age yeah. group to yeah, be obsessed that, with Rent. Like for our age, it was the Wicked of our time. Was that that came out what like 1995, 96 or something? I think it like yeah, right sweet. Spot. I'd say I'd say 95, 94, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah, I remember going to see that in theaters. Actually, me and my my buddy uh, Jeremy, we went to go see it, and it, it was the least amount of people I'd, I expected to be there. I thought it was going to be huge because I'm like, oh yeah, it's Rent. Like, who isn't going to be there? But at the Regal Cinemas in Easton, Pennsylvania, I guess it wasn't like a huge draw. And uh, we went there, and then I wound up, I think I saw it like three times in theaters. That play is <laughs> a phenomenal fucking... Yeah. It is great. I've never seen it on... I've never actually seen any actual on-Broadway play. I've only ever done off-Broadway. I don't know how that's escaped me my whole life. Yeah, you're not yeah, missing I'm much. I'm just paying an extra couple hundred bucks to watch the same people do the same thing. Come on. <laughs> There's no different level of talent, yeah. right? No. Yeah, that's it. That's it. No, I, I saw it at it. Shawnee in 97. It's good. It's good. <laughs> the Shawnee seal of approval. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that was a very thorough list, EJ. That's thorough. Sorry about that, but that's, you know. No, I love it. That's fantastic. All right, Greg and man, what do you got? Uh, not that. That's for sure. I guess I only really got two to speak of despite living in New York as long as I did. I did not see nearly as many shows as I probably should have. Hey, I wouldn't worry about that, though, um, at all. I did go see Anthony while his uh, while he actually played on stage. What, what was that show? Grand Hotel. Yeah. I actually, we enjoyed that thoroughly. I enjoyed that more than I thought I would. I thought I was like... I'm going to go support my buddy. I don't really know what this is. And then I enjoyed that show. Great show. Uh, it was. It really was. Um, but no, I too, I'm not putting that on there. Sorry. I was just fluffing you a little bit. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> now I'm, 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 I'm hard again. So you did it. Um, I, the first one I was, the reason I asked the question before about like whether I actually had to like it or not was because this is more of like, I, I liked it because I almost didn't like it. Um, which was Amanda and I got tickets from uh, her parents to go see Aladdin. Oh, oh, sure. Now the problem was we got excited. I got excited at first because it was when they changed the Aladdin lead to a Filipino guy. So I was like, sweet, like some sort of Filipino representation, which doesn't happen often in anything. Um, sure, <laughs> that's positive, I should say. <laughs> and then also, like we realized after the fact, we didn't have the original genie. So we didn't have the original genie. We didn't have the original Aladdin. Filipino <laughs> Aladdin was terrible. Oh. Uh, um, New Genie, I mean, he was like, he <laughs> no. was fine. <laughs> like, he was fine, New Genie, but like, it just wasn't what the original guy, because he, he was off doing Hamilton, I think, at that point. James Egglehart. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he was great, but we didn't get to see him. And the other problem was we were sitting way up high. So, like, you know, some shows, like, you can see from anywhere. Some shows you really should be lower, otherwise, you lose all the illusion. Yeah. So there's a lot of like, you know, a lot of stuff going on on stage and where you can, you know, I can see every trap door. I can see them moving around behind sets to like get to other places and pop out and surprise everybody. And there was literally zero surprises when you're sitting where we were sitting. Uh, <laughs> do they actually have a flying carpet when it's on Broadway? Does it actually fly? Yeah, it Did does you fly. see like everything holding it up? Like were you able to get that terrible vantage point? I mean, thankfully, because I mean, I guess maybe if you're super low in front, you might be able to see people doing the rigging. So like that was like the one illusion that worked for us because they okay. basically came up to eye level when they were all the way at the top of the stage like at the very top curtains nice um but like literally everything else like i mean you could just see everything moving and then like i like to get that inside look sometimes of like how sets move around and stuff because that always blows my mind on like giant broadway yeah but it i won't lie it wasn't the most enjoyable thing he was just the the aladdin like i said i wanted a filipino guy to be awesome and he was just like too happy-go-lucky 
Yeah, he's supposed to be a supposed to be a, like a, a street rat. You can't yeah, be happy go lucky street. No. Yeah, you want Ratso Rizzo from Urban Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the other one, the top one that I would say, I don't, I don't think it was, I don't know if it was in the main theater that it was in or not, but we went and saw Avenue Q. Ooh, another amazing show, uh, yeah. and that was awesome. Like that was incredible. I, I enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, I had, I had, like, I knew it was puppets, but I had no idea what to expect going into it. Um, and I also get, I got, I got mistaken several times on the streets of New York, uh, as Bobby Lopez. Oh, they're going to say is Aladdin. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, Meredith and I say it all the time. We've talked to you about this, right? Yeah. 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 We chatted yeah. about you it. You met him right on the street, I right? Show them. Oh no, Greg. Oh, Greg. <laughs> You're talking about Greg or me? Uh, I mean, and you did, but Greg met him on the street one time, right? Didn't he run? You run? No, into him? no, no. I met a, a good friend of his. Apparently I was like walking, I was a PA walking with like a, you know, four bags worth of, of beta tapes from a, an edit facility to like the office. And a guy just stops me and he's like, Bobby, how the hell are you, man? <laughs> and like grabs my hand. So I, I like put the tapes down. I like shook his hand real hard. And I was like, I'm great, but I, I'm not Bobby. And that was, that was the first time it happened. And I had no idea who Bobby Lopez was. So he goes, do yourself a favor. He's like, when you get to wherever you're going, Google Bobby Lopez and I did <laughs> and I was like freaked out and then it was funny because two other times I was like one time I was talking to my mom on the phone and I was literally telling her that story and as it was as I was telling her the story I was like holy shit mom I think it's about to happen again and an old woman just approached me I was like standing outside of the subway and she's like excuse me I'm so sorry to interrupt are you Bobby Lopez and I was just like no but it's not the first time I've heard that Damn. Yeah, and then another time I was just outside with a buddy, and I think I, I again I was telling him the story, and we were like going to get lunch, and somebody inevitably that's like anytime I'm out and I'm talking about it, somebody stops me and asks me if I'm Bobby Lopez. Yeah, they hear you say Bobby Lopez, right? And they're like, he's talking about himself. He's talking about himself. <laughs> he like Bobby Lopez I, always I, talks in the third person. I was gonna say, I think I read something where Bobby always talks in the third person. Oh damn, I just <laughs> I just looked up who he is, and yeah, no, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> and there's a couple of pictures that are like. Uncanny. Yeah. This guy was my goalie in high school, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's really uncanny. In the words of the great Winston Zedmore, Greg, the next time someone asks if you're Bobby, you say yes. You say yes. You say yes. <laughs> no, you pitch a new musical about a guy in East Strasburg that loves Anne Margaret. Yeah. Well, I always talked that that was the thing. I, I joked about that was I wanted I, I really wanted to go see Book of Mormon, which I never got around to. It was tough to get tickets at the time. But I always said I want to just go when like the show releases find like the stage door and just like walk from that general area and see if anybody just grabs me and I could just get in a car and go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'll just wear like a t-shirt and then like a blazer and like some nice pants and nice shoes and just see, and I'm sure that's what he wears. Like he seems like a pretty chill guy. Well, no, they, he does not. He wears like a t-shirt, you know, he wears like, you know, when, when ye people wear Yale shirts, but with the K, the kale, that's his kind of thing. <laughs> but does he wear a blazer or no? No. Okay. See, I, that was that was my thought. I was like, he seems casual, but he'd put a blazer on. I mean, I've seen him in suits, but he's a casual. He's a casual guy. Ah, man. But yes, he'll wear suits for an, a suit occasion. Gotcha. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. You were gonna wear a suit for a suit occasion. I just was like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I feel like if he was at his own show, he might wear a t-shirt, but also put a blazer on. Yeah. Yeah. And I just. I mean, you probably would have got picked up by somebody. I, that's what I thought. I was like, some guy's going to be like, oh, this way. And I'll just go with it and see what happens. And I, I never did it. I bet you could definitely get backstage at most any Bobby Lopez musical, though. Damn. I didn't even think to try. 
It, maybe that's how you get a job as an understudy there. you just It's like a Prince and the Pauper situation. You sneak in the back door, and they're like, Bobby, you're on in five seconds. Where, where were you? Ah, and that's the day that he didn't show up, and they just throw you on stage, <laughs> and you're just like, I... Well, that's what I was always nervous about, like getting pulled up for like a speaking engagement or something. And then I get up there, and they're like, oh, can you play that thing that you wrote for that show? And I'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I could do that. And you improvise a full four-hour Broadway show. <laughs> That's when you fart raucously. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. Just just got some gas. Yeah, exactly. Okay, continue. All right. We'll be right back to talk more about farts and Bobby Lopez and musical theater and Broadway and everything you love. You know, this is a musical theater podcast. And on this break, <laughs> we're going to play some music by Kyle Mocha. How about that? Oh, no. Yeah, do it. We'll be right back. <laughs> Striking like lightning, a change from within. Is this really happening? Good thing I'm never So let me tell you about the deodorant situation. Welcome back, by the way. <laughs> Check Moot.TV for the link to the music. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. It was wonderful. You're going to love it. You're going to, you already loved you it. You have, would have already loved it. <laughs> I, I'm fairly confident about that. Yeah, I think that's the way it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Future fans are happening. The future perfect tense to describe how good it was. So let's talk about deodorant. I. I've definitely not applied it since March 13th. And let me tell you something. When I exercise, and I'm trying to exercise because I feel like it peps me up a little bit when I do. And I feel like it's nice right now to do that because I don't go outside ever. So I exercise. And what's weird is that it smells delicious. Like, uh, no, 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 no. It's disgusting. Yes. yes. But, but what I'm saying is that for some reason... It makes me, uh, it gives me a nostalgic feeling for cheesesteaks. Oh, because it's, it smells a little bit like onions. Uh, Yeah. And it's so disgusting, but, but weirdly, I'm a little bit like, that smells like a cheesesteak. And so it's kind of the, uh, everybody likes their own brand, uh, school of thought. Well, I don't like it per se, but I did ask (laughs) Meredith Yeah, and she was like, you know what? I agree. She's like, I've been getting that same feeling. But we both love a cheesesteak. So there is that. (laughs) I want to hate this, really. But then I am reminded about Dorito feet, which is, you know, when your feet sweat, they smell like Cool Ranch Doritos. So, like, I I, I don't know. See, that's interesting. That's a smell I wouldn't like, though. I definitely have uh, had the moment where you put your hand down your pants, scratch your balls, and then two seconds later, you're stupid, and you're, like, scratching your nose, and you go, when did I eat corn chips lately? (laughs) 
Are there <laughs> corn chips here? I don't know. So Dorito feet, totally get that. I just have corn chip balls sometimes. See, my balls smell like salt and vinegar peanuts. Ooh. <laughs> oh, is that a thing? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was so specific what Kyle was saying. I was getting on the bandwagon. Ah, <laughs> uh, salt and vinegar. Oh, it's perfect. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, um, um, if you could, uh, if you go to the moot.tv shop, Anthony will wear a t-shirt for you and send it to you in the mail. <laughs> Ooh. If you, if you have a hankering for cheesesteaks and can't get them. If you're listening in Philadelphia, Anthony's got what ails you. He'll pop that in a plastic bag, Ziploc it, and you'll be throwing up in a matter of weeks. <laughs> Just say, are, are you selling underwear on there? Because I could give you some corn chip uh, panties or something like that. It might be really good. Okay. Corn chip panties really sell. <laughs> Can you call men's underwear panties as well? Yeah. Why don't we call them panties? Well, the UK, they call them pants. So, I mean, we're just adding an E to it. Panties. Yeah, I mean, true. I've met, you know, a lot of people that I've, I've talked to many women. Oddly, I've talked to a lot of women about this because it seems like a lot of people do not like the word panties. And I, oh, and I have to say, I does. yeah, I agree. Like, it sounds kind of infantilizing. I love it. Okay. There's something a little gross about it, yep. it seems, in in the women community particularly, but I don't disagree. But what's interesting is why why are they panties, but men's underwear are underwear? Why can't we call them panties as well? I agree with Kyle's statement. I think Americans are just lazy, and we're like, eh, we could call it pants, but uh, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, we could do it. We could do it. Yeah, I don't know. But I have a friend that uh, refers to them, uh, to your underpants as just your britches. Oh, sure. um, and he's just mm. like, ah, oh, I shit my britches again. And you're just like, oh, okay, cool, cool, shit your britches. Yeah, britches I can get on board with. I remember yeah, a britches, great, quote yeah. unquote, great Gallagher joke that was, why do they call it a pair of panties, but you only get one bra? That was like, that was the whole joke. <laughs> he was really funny yep. when he didn't have fruit. That's the. I like the fruit too, but I don't like old Gallagher. I like young Gallagher when he was bouncing around on the trampoline couch and when he was like, comb, C O M B, tomb, T O, you know, and he was going to all the wordplay. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was good. No, it was good Gallagher. <laughs> now you got crazy Gallagher. And Gallagher too. <laughs> and Gallagher too. Oh, yeah, his brother, right? They'd be suing each other and yeah. going on. Uh, what's that guy that I always impersonate? He's friends with him. Ha cha 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 cha, baby. Dennis Leary? Miller. Oh, Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, when you did Gallagher, I thought, is this Dennis Miller? Well, that was not Gallagher. That was Dennis Miller. I was no, no, no. Before, out. you did the Gallagher impersonation. I was wondering if it might be Dennis Miller. I don't know with uh, you. Yeah. I sound like Dennis Miller. That's kind of a thing. I'm sorry. You just talk. You talk different than your normal voice, and it could stand in for anybody. <laughs> It's just amazing. It's an amazing. You doing Schwarzenegger right now? Yeah. What are you doing? It's right? you have how it lands on my ears is just any celebrity at all, really. But all, I do have to let you tell me who it is. <laughs> oh, that was Gary Sinise. You're right. That yeah, perfect. but then it resonates always with what I was thinking. Yeah. So uh, we do love. So who do you? Bro- who's your Broadway, Broadway musical? Yeah, we got to yeah. bring it back. <laughs> We gotta oh, yeah, bring it a back. Show. There's a show going on. Let's bring it back. <laughs> My favorite Broadway musical. That's very difficult. Very difficult for me. Obviously. I've done Yeah, how many shows have you performed in total off and on Broadway or whatever you would consider the both, and then just what what you would consider on Broadway? Uh I've worked on twenty about twenty shows off and on Broadway. Really? Uh, I've not performed in all of them, but I've worked in all of them. Either you know, like rehearsing, being part of the production line for about twenty shows. However, 
I'm trying to think of like what I think is really a great. I didn't think about this. I literally, I was going to ask a deeply sexual question and then decided <laughs> to ask this question as we started because I, it occurred to me that it would be fun to hear the guys on Kyle Mocha won't shut up answer this. Hell yeah. I mean, you could just answer the sexual question, not let us know what it was, then we can end the show. That'd be funny too. I mean, whatever you want to do. <laughs> to answer the sexual question, I would say uh, one in five. Is my answer. Oh, okay. Okay. But we'll get to that question some other time. Is that high? I don't know. I thought it was low, but... All right, let me tell you my favorite things that I've ever done or seen. My favorite thing I've ever done is probably a show called The Adding Machine, which is an off-Broadway show. It's the first show I ever subbed on. However, independently of that, I think it's the one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. So... It's kind of weird because I, you know, I really peaked. (laughs) I really peaked when I was like 20, 23 years old, like 24 years old. What was so good about it for you? Like as far as seeing it, the content I thought was just so unbelievably interesting. And the music was much more interesting than normal musical theater fair. I'd also ask though, is it like, is it universally sought as being like extremely good or is this more personal? You think it's great. Very, very, very personal. Most people never even heard of it. So to you, you peaked, but to everybody else, that might not be what they would consider your peak. Hmm. No, yeah. Even one of my one of my good friends, who's another broad, like Broadway person, like Broadway music director, conductor, pianist. When I talk about it with him, he gets so upset because to him, it's like the worst thing ever written. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I gotta see this now. I, it's, I, you, oh. I don't know if you can see it anywhere, but you can listen to it. You can find it on Spotify. Adding Machine. And I just think it's the best thing maybe ever done. And then aside from that, like Peter and the Star Catchers is a wonderful show. Un- unbelievably interesting show. F- smartly done. But that's that's what I got. I mean, I, I also, I mean, Bright Star, I was part of it on Broadway. It was like my show. That was a wonderful experience. Yeah, it was beautiful. I was, it's another one I had on my list of second, second list because that was a special show to me too. For many reasons. One, the show's amazing. Two, Anthony invited me to see the show's opening in D.C., this 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 podcast is about stories, so I'm gonna tell it. Yeah. So Anthony was down in D.C. again, and he invited me to go see the opening of the show, and I got to hang out and meet the people that Anthony got gets to interact with every day. We got to meet. I got to stand next to Steve Martin and Al Franken. Oh, man. Al Franken was there, but that's a little dicey now because T is uh you know he's a sexual predator. We're over that. Over. Uh, okay. He's been vindicated if you actually All if right, you follow. Sure, anyway, sure. Yes, but anyway, I get to stand between them and my best friend and get to talk to all four, of the three, or there's four of us, all three of these people at the same time. And I was blown away. And then we go backstage again at the Lincoln Center and Paul Simon's there. And he's like, what's up? I'm Paul Simon. And his wife is the one who co-wrote the show. And Anthony's just like, that's another day. And then we had a threesome, so that was pretty sweet. Wait, you, you, Paul Simon, and his wife had a threesome. No, him, Paul Simon and Anthony. <laughs> okay, good, good. That's that would be that would be amazing. It's appropriate height. I would never. I couldn't bring Edie into that situation. She's too lovely. She's too nice a person. But Paul and I. But that yeah, show sure. was incredible, and of course, like again, like just like anything, like songs, and even when we had our guilty pleasures thing, I think all of us have stories attached to our favorite things most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really cool that you've been objective. Uh, as even though you're a little subjective with your first choice, but if you could be subjective with uh, how I like to, to like the whole scope, I know you like story and music. Is there any show that you were visually 
really like whoa because I did you I, I could be wrong but didn't you work on King Kong on the rehearsals or something like yeah, that and you sure, said that was I really did. cool was there what was your what was your favorite visual show where you just like thought that things looked neat and you could appreciate that or opera I mean I know we're not talking oh, about wow, opera, opera. But, oh my god that's a whole other can of worms though I mean that's fine I mean if you want to throw one or two in there be interested I don't know you know it's funny to me the visual here's my thing I'm very biased because I'm kind of anti-visual I'm anti the spectacle of it I'm much more about the imagination of it. And so I like shows that require you to bring some of your own imagination to the show. Hmm, okay. So I'm, I much prefer so What the a fuck show am I like, paying for, Anthony? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow, me, yeah. God damn it. So you didn't like Spider-Man. I never saw it. <laughs> so, I, you know. <laughs> Did anybody get to see that? That actually happened, right? Like, what, years. Like, for years it happened. Really? I thought you were one of the Spider-Men. I thought you were like the 13th one. <laughs> Just waiting in the wings. <laughs> waiting to die. <laughs> yeah, right? That's that's all I remember happening was I thought somebody died in, right. in the Right, big news story, right. Yeah. The Filipino one died. He was not as good as... <laughs> <laughs> oh. We should end the show there. This has been another wonderful oh, episode geez. of Let Me Ask You a Question, the podcast. Dial in at 929 yeah, I was going to say, I definitely was expecting uh, from our high school days, uh, Naked Men Singing to make an appearance in your list. Oh, yeah. I beat my meat. Lovely song. Oh, my gosh. Show. You posted that on fucking Lisa's class door, and I lost my shit. It was just a, a brochure for Naked Men Singing, and it was just taped on her door. Oh, my God. I don't and, remember that, but I oh, like it. Really? Sexual? Non-sexual? Good dream? How good of a dream? She was crying and I was just there. It was weird. <laughs> That's sexual. That's sexual. Eating citrus fruit. <laughs> Mangoes. <laughs> Eating a juicy mango. So I was there. Also go to Moot.TV for past, present, or future episodes of this podcast. And Kyle Mocha won't shut up. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Kyle, so much for being on the show. Hell yeah. Thank you guys for having me. It's been, what what episode, episode is this for you guys? Like 170? Around Ooh. 170 Eight? something. Yeah. High 70s. See, it only took me 180 episodes to wind up figuring out how to do this, so that's good. That's <laughs> Thanks, good. Justin, for, for that. <laughs> yeah, Justin's the man setting that up. Yep, yeah, they're all upstairs recording hip-hop right now, and I'm down here doing this, so that's good. Like they're creating hip-hop? Yeah, we, uh, we we write so much fucking music. Like, I mean, mainly them. When I say that's we, amazing. Yeah, I I do. We do our song every week. We like on our show. We write, record, mix, and master a brand new song in like three three and a half hours. Right from from scratch, you know. And uh, they also, aside from that, I'm working on a solo album. And then we are uh, always recording and writing stuff with a couple of different uh, uh, rappers and, and different hip hop artists and stuff. So uh, we have one guy, Big Pat, that they've just always have been working with so that that's uh what they're working on now stuff for him so yeah we're, all, we're always doing shit on on the on the houseboat yeah i love that you do that well, give us some links yeah that's amazing yeah. Uh, oh yeah so go check out uh on uh youtube look look up houseboat tommy lee jones is the name of the channel um it's going to get shortened to just houseboat at some point because that's way too long of a title uh but then you can also look up kyle mocha won't, sh uh, won't shut up again just like you guys spotify stitcher and uh, now uh, also or, or iTunes. And then we can be found on Facebook at uh, Houseboat Tommy Lee Jones and also Houseboat underscore TLJ on Instagram if you want to check that out and give us a follow. Can I request a polka from y'all? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. See, what right now we just wrapped up our pop punk album. We did like six song pop punk album. Before that, we did a math rock album. And now we're working. We're going to be doing dance music next because... I got a Yamaha DX7 from like 1983 
just dropped in my lap and I was just like, Oh, and then we got like a 1985 Some Luther Yeah, so we're like all the sounds on it. I'm like, oh, that's that's a police song. That's this. That's a Talking Heads. This is Brian Eno's. Like everything was in the 80s was made on that. You know, like except except maybe like the Beverly Hills Cop theme. That's the only thing we couldn't figure out. <laughs> we're like, it's gotta be on here. Then I looked it up and I'm like, nah, they use something. So we're gonna be. We're gonna be doing some dance. I'll try to get polka worked into the dance somehow. Well, no, well, I mean, polka, serious dance music. It is. It's dance but music. I would say, I would say, once you're done with the dance music of the '80s segment, perhaps do a polka segment of multiple songs. I gotta get myself an accordion. Ooh. You gotta go to Philadelphia, right, Anthony? Yeah, absolutely. The nearest can't find one in New York. You can't find no one in New York. In New you gotta York. go to Philadelphia. <laughs> Liberty Bellows. I'll let you Best know when we place. get onto the polka. It'll oh, be good. Boy. Please do. I'm I'm dying to hear y'all's concoctions on the pulpa polka front Pol-paw. on the pulpa dot. You can find all of Kyle's links on the posts on moot.tv for this episode. Uh, as Kyle said, uh, we're we're now on uh, Spotify. It's a new thing for listeners. So yes, we are. Big if you deal. don't like to listen where you're listening because you wouldn't have heard it unless you've heard it, mm-hmm. uh, then you can also find us there. So uh, thanks to listeners that were requesting that, and also thanks to the quarantine for me having time to actually do it. Hell yeah! Booyah! Thanks, COVID nineteen. We're, ta- we're taking off now. We love it when we love it when. When EJ has free time, because our show just gets more popular when he has free time. That's true. <laughs> it does work like that. My my subscriptions have gone up like, a, I mean, by like ten in the last two weeks of me just being like, I've got nothing to do. That's thanks and, to EJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all him, all the time. I'll take all the credit. We all get more popular when EJ's free. We get more popular. So Hell what you need yeah. to do is send us money mm-hmm. at moot.tv, and we'll give it all. To producer EJ, so that all he has to do with his life is produce our shows. That's what we want. All right. It's been another lovely episode of Let Me Ask You a Question. We will catch you next week. Thank you very much, Kyle Mocha, for being on. Thank you. And listen to his show. Kyle Mocha won't shut up. Goodbye, everybody. Get lost. Mood.tv. I, I touched his testicles backstage. I'm fancy. <laughs> <laughs>